With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi, and welcome back to India on 99.9 for the home of Cricket Audio. I'm Nikesh Raghani. Uh, host of this podcast, based in the UK, commentator, broadcaster and journalist. And Sarah Waris, my co-host, uh, journalist for Wisden over in India. Uh, just remember, join us here on this podcast several times a week. Uh, we've got loads of other offerings as well, not just from India, but other countries. We've got commentary feeds available as well. So download the 99.94 app and join Cricket's Conversation. Right, Sarah? Only one place to start, only one place we're going today. Uh, <laughs> India versus Sri Lanka and India's yeah. almost, almost exit from the Asia Cup. It's not quite done mathematically yet, but we're pretty much there, aren't we? And um, back-to-back defeats, losing to Pakistan on Sunday, losing to Sri Lanka again. Both times we batted first. Both times we were unable to handle the pressure uh, with the ball, particularly at the back end of the innings when defending. What went wrong? Just just sum it all up generally for us. The toss, it it was all it all went downhill just right from the toss. It's kind of becoming a habit, you know, in pressure games when India needs to win the toss, they somehow always end up losing the toss. It happened last year against Pakistan. Um so I don't know, it's just becoming such a habit. They win the bilaterals and then come the multinational events. Both the men's and the women's team, they are just, you know, unable to handle the pressure. It's just... Yeah, I, I get I that. Know. Obviously, look, everyone likes chasing yeah. in these games, particularly in those conditions. There, there wasn't really any due. From what we're hearing, I saw Irfan yeah. Patan and Wazim Akram on the pitch after the match had finished. They both... Irfan was touching the grass saying that there's no due. There's absolutely nothing. So I don't think due came into it. It's probably a psychological thing about, you know, knowing exactly what you need to do. Sometimes, you know, it wasn't the the quickest deck. It wasn't coming on as well as we'd seen in previous games, particularly the Pakistan game, the way India batted first uh, early on during that innings. It wasn't quite coming on quite as nicely as that. Um, So on those pitches, sometimes setting a target is more difficult than chasing because when you're chasing, you know exactly what you need to do. You don't need to take any unnecessary risks if you're within the rate. I get all that, but you, you can't just blame the toss. At the end of the day, look, we've, we've got to delve yeah. deeper into it. And, and it's it seems to me... And they've been playing in UAE forever. Yeah. Like they've been... Well, that's it. it the IPL and... Um, yeah, so that can't really be an excuse yeah. because they've been playing in UAE more than anywhere else in the world in the last two years. Yeah, exactly. So. And it's, yeah. it's the same old issues at the top of the order, isn't it? Kale Rahul, another failure. Yeah. Um, look, we, we, we didn't say he was back after that innings against Pakistan, but we saw glimpses of what he's capable of doing. He just doesn't deliver at this level. And mm. we're surely getting to that stage now where somebody's just got to say, look, it's not happening. We need to try something else at the top. He obviously failed. Kohli went for a duck and all of a sudden you're in trouble again. And then Rohit and Surya come to the rescue. Um, it's it's not ideal first and foremost, is it? Just, just being in that pressure situation again and again and again. Yeah. Okay, it didn't happen against Pakistan. The opening stand was good. But this is back to, you know, same old India, shall we say. You know, same old problems at the top of the order. Early wicket falls, sometimes two, and there's a rebuilding job needed straight away and it just takes it sucks the life out of that batting you know the, the the intent that they want to have and the attacking mindset that they talk about you can't always do that when you lose two early wickets so they were they were up against it from the off really yeah and uh, you know rohit sharma is well aware of this last year i think uh, when he took up captaincy he said i want to prepare the team for uh, situations where the side is 10 for 3 
um they were 13 for 2 yesterday but you know it's just becoming a trend in pressure i don't know in pressure situations they're just losing those early wickets kl rahul we have spoken before not the biggest match uh, like not the uh, best player in uh, crucial matches we've seen his record averages around 30 against the higher rank sides a little over 50 against teams like zimbabwe and um, not zimbabwe namibia in t20is you know those uh, lower rank teams uh I, i i really don't know why it keeps happening because you've been preparing for it all these months rohit sharma said that you know we have to prepare for this be more attacking but then suddenly it's like where is that uh, where is that approach like you've been preparing for it all these 8 9 10 months but then suddenly it's like same old same old and yeah i, I don't know it's very weird with all these selections and We'll we'll delve into the batting just a bit deeper, but I just want to make one point and and put put it out there. Really, our India. I mean, we we talk about South Africa being chokers in ODI tournaments and yeah. white ball tournaments forever. Really, are India chokers? Because look at the facts, right? Yeah. In in ICC tournaments since twenty thirteen. So you look at uh, and we, we all right. This isn't an ICC tournament, and yes, India have won the Asia Cup. uh the last couple of times so i suppose in that respect they're not chokers in this competition you know over the history of the last few years at least but yeah. you know let's face it the asia cup this time seems a little bit there's more hype around it than there has been in previous editions i don't know why but just the way it is maybe because the world cups around the corner maybe because the format means that there was a potential for india to play pakistan three times and everyone was looking forward to that that's not going to happen even if india do somehow scrape the final as well so that's yeah. done my predictions yeah, i've gone totally yeah, we'll, 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 wrong we'll yeah tone it down with the predictions going forward but look 2014 t20 <laughs> yeah. world cup lost in the final 2015 odi world cup lost in the semi final okay it was to australia and and the previous one was to sri lanka and we're both playing these teams on their home so you know it's it's different and you know it's 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 a different kind of prospect when you're facing the home side in a crunch game and they've got the crowd on their side and all that kind of stuff um but still you know you'd expect the the performances to be better um underwhelming in 2014 with the bat in 2015 they just never got going at all in that game at all they, it was just a completely mm-hmm. one-sided affair in favor of australia on the biggest day and this is when india in that odi world cup was smashing everyone in the group stage absolutely killing everyone and you know winning really really well as well it wasn't just winning tight games and all that they were smashing everyone up until that point so that was hugely disappointing 2016 and i think before that oh yeah sorry i think before that uh, the bowlers had taken all wickets like dismissed the opposition um right up till the semi final all the time yeah. so again it was the batting which let india absolutely. down absolutely and then 2016 West Indies that semi final and then yeah. they go on and and win the cup that was at home that was at home so we talk about playing teams with home advantage this was in India and look it was a great West Indies side but you know again that pressure situation 2017 are we allowed to talk about that champions trophy final Pakistan fans if you're listening get your dvd out keep playing that back to back because you keep talking about it so there there was that again in the final um 2019 world cup you know we we could go on and on and it just yeah. keeps happening you know the the last t20 world cup against pakistan we just bottled it in that first game didn't we completely bottled it and then against new zealand you know just didn't show up once again and, and yeah two good sides we're not disrespecting it but you'd expect india with the talent they have to at least mm. put on a better performance and make these games close and tight and exciting affairs and play at least exciting brand of cricket for periods of the game and look like you're in it for a certain amount of the game but they just completely get brushed aside almost and yesterday was another example of that okay we talk about the pakistan game and and even yesterday yeah it went down to it was 19.5 overs did india at any stage yesterday look like they were ahead of the game in control of the game not at all not at all i mean maybe there was a slight glimmer when Rohit and Surya were going but then they kept losing the wickets at the crucial times didn't they 
And once again, with the bat, we talk about mm. the, the the failures at the top. Yeah, Kale Rahul again, Virat Kohli. Okay, that was unfortunate. It was a rubbish shot. I don't know what he was doing, but it happens sometimes. And he's been batting well, so we can kind of give him the benefit of the doubt. But then the middle order once again from below Surya onwards. So yeah, that that engine room of five, six, seven, fail, fail, mm-hmm. fail again, again. And it just keeps yeah. happening. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just thinking, do you think it's because of, you know, uh, the Indian players, they've been, you know, skipping series, not playing uh, together as a unit for the longest time. One player, one key player is missing uh, for one series. And, the, you know, it's just been happening. So do you think when they are coming together somehow the approach is different because they've been doing well with the Sanju Samsons and all these other players in the B team, so to say. Uh, but then, you know, when KL Rahul comes back, Virat Kohli comes back, these players who've done so well recently, they have to, you know, sit out. And then it's a totally new approach. And because they've not playing or been playing together, do you think, you know, the roles are not defined as such? Or if it's defined, you know, it's... Um, do you think that's an issue that you know, not playing together for? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's. I don't know. Yeah. You could argue that, and yeah, combinations are key. And you hark back to the yeah. Dhoni era, and I don't want to be one of those guys who keeps saying, "Oh, we miss UMS," and of course we miss him. But yeah. look, you know, he's he's gone now, and we've got to move on from from that era. But just looking at the the way that Indian T Twenty cricket and even ODI cricket was shaped during those days you'd have your Suresh Raina your Yuvraj Singh and your MS Dhoni in that middle order they would all know what their role was more often than not to finish games but occasionally to dig in you're out of holes and they knew how to play both ways I don't think these guys do um and I don't think it helps Especially, when Rohit Sharma yeah. is yeah picking you know you assume he's the one picking mm-hmm. the team Raul Dravid might have some input as well but at the end of the day the the skipper you know, takes that final call, you're playing people in roles that they shouldn't be playing in. Hardik Bandia is not necessarily a finisher. I don't think that's his best role, particularly now. Deepak Huda is not a finisher Sorry? at all. Huda, yeah. Deepak Huda, Huda. Exactly, Huda is yeah. not the finisher. Huda is yeah. a top order bat. Okay, you can't fit him in the, into that top order. Don't play him then. Play somebody else. You know, if you're going to waste him down at number seven... And you know, tell him to come in and try and smash two sixes off two balls at the end. That's not his game necessarily. So Hardik's not the finisher. There's no Jadeja now in the side. You've got to play DK. Forget all this left-handed nonsense. And also, to be honest, right? If you're not going to bowl Deepak Huda, then why the yeah. hell don't you play DK in that position? I just don't understand that. Oh, we might need that mm-hmm. extra option. You've got all these left-handers in the side and then you're bringing in Ashwin ahead of Bishnoi to counteract that left-handed threat, which Bishnoi, by the way, can bob brilliant googlies time and time again. So mm. he's great against left-handers anyway and so harsh to drop him after that Pakistan game. Not that Ashwin didn't do well, but it's just it, the mind boggles when, when you think about what is going through these people's minds when they're making these decisions. Yeah. If Huda isn't going to bowl... Why aren't you playing DK? That's why you've picked him. He's an old man. There's no point in keeping him in the squad. Mm. He's not one for the future. None of that rubbish. The World Cup is it for him, and that'll be it. You you shouldn't really look at him beyond that because there's other options in the future going forward and in future T20 World Cups, and that's what you should be building towards. So he's been brought into the Indian setup for one specific reason, to be the finisher in the T20 World Cup and if you're not playing him, how the hell does he get into any kind of rhythm? And like you say, you know, in and out of the side and players coming in and then, you know, not being able to settle with their teammates and define roles and all that kind of stuff. That all comes into it as well. We'll get onto the bowling also, in a second, um, but the batting, yeah. I don't, just don't think the combinations mm-hmm. are right in that middle order. Yeah. Also, yeah, also Rishabh Pant, like he batted at number six yesterday and we've spoken so much that, you know, at best, he's a top-order player. Like, okay, he's a finisher, but he needs time to get in at least 20, uh, 15, 20 balls. He needs time to get in. You can't expect him to be the finisher. And 
probably is he's just there because of the left-handed thing he didn't play the first match so he's just there because of the left-handed quota so to say uh if you really want someone like that then why don't you play an akshar patel akshar patel is a much better you know hitter against slow left arm spin so if you want that uh pant goes after these um leg spinners then you just have akshar patel in your side who has much better figures against them uh so yeah it's more than you know the middle order not doing what was asked of them is just a combination which has gone horribly wrong and virat kohli and ravi shastri they got a lot of flack during their tenure for all these changes and all i don't know i think dravid not dravid so much but rohit sharma at least you know he's been overhyped as the captain that whole captaincy mess which happened in december so i think he really needs to you know yeah the blame should be on him a little bit because not a little bit a lot because it's just what is going on and uh even chehel he's been expensive but they've been persisting with him i know he's a number one spinner in the post match he said they are senior pros they know when when to bounce back but then is it again you know they are backing these senior players just because they're getting the job because of seniority or why aren't they going to the shores and the samsons just because they're youngsters i don't know how this team is functioning right now oh they win one game and we are like okay wow the greatest side ever but then it's just is there a clarity because i don't know if there's a clarity or what is happening there there is no the clarity side. i mean it's it's quite clear to see mm. and uh, we'll, we'll just get on to a couple of more points in a second before we do a reminder that 99.94 is more than just this podcast it's it's not all moaning from from me and sara about when india lose it's jared kimber who's got red inker that focuses on deep issues uh, and topics within the global game there's also double century a look at the uh, history of the game feels like we're talking about history quite a lot at the moment harping back to uh, 2013 and and just a little bit before that was glory days of india doing well in tournaments um but if you also want to listen to uh, other countries and and see uh, what the analysis is from the west indies for example there's west indies on 99.94 the best caribbean coverage there's england there's south africa and we've just launched i think it was yesterday as we're recording this so the day mm. of the match Sri Lanka on 99.94. Great timing, guys. Well done. And you can find all of those on your podcast apps on YouTube or on the 99.94 app. I mean, what what a day to launch Sri Lanka on 99.94. We yeah. Should should have a conversation with those guys uh, as well at some point, I'm sure, uh, when India play Sri Lanka in one of the 136 series in the in the FTP uh, that gets scheduled in. Um, so the batting right look we've we're just confused aren't we as as to what they should do this whole left-hander thing we talked about mm. i don't see the obsession if you're going to put in a left-hander just for the sake of having a left-hander if he's not doing the business then there's no point if you're batting at number 6 there's no point because he's coming in too mm. late you know i i don't see the logic just play your best team play your best team that all the time that's what you should do who are the best available players occasionally occasionally you might come up against an opposition where they have a certain type of bowler who's a freak maybe a shaheen or maybe going back in the day somebody like lasith malinga you know just a freak of a bowler who you think this combination might be better suited in the middle order to facing that kind of bowler so maybe you could allow a bit of that or maybe they have a freak of a batter I don't know Rajapaksa for example who's basically mm. he's a very good slogger. I really like him. I like what he did in the IPL. But he's a slogger essentially. But he's a very good slogger. He's got a very yeah. good eye. Hits more often than he misses. But ultimately he's a slogger. So is there a type of bowler that you think would best counteract him? Maybe Ravi Bishnoi would have been a great option I think. the way he can vary his pace the way he can bowl across the left hand day come round the wicket as well and he bowls brilliant googlies and and he's difficult to pick so i i would have thought that would have been a good match up but there are certain instances where 
you select your team based on certain matchups if there's just an absolute freak on the other side who you need to counteract. But they don't do that. They they say they do that. They chop and change and, oh, we need to build towards the World Cup. We need to, you know, see what this combination would do and this. And it, and it might pay off. We don't know. But it doesn't look like it at the moment because they've tried all these different mm-hmm. options. None of them seem to have worked. Even the win against Pakistan in the group stage, it should have been easier than it was, if you see what I mean. Mm. So it, what, they've not been yeah. convincing against these bigger sides, have they? Even against Hong Kong, to be honest. Okay, on paper it mm. was convincing, but they didn't look all that convincing through the game. It, it shouldn't have been as close as it was, even though it was, what, mm. 40 runs or whatever in the end. But it should mm. never have been that close. India should have got more with the bat. They should have restricted Hong Kong to less when they were bowling. They've just not looked like the real deal. And going into this T20 World Cup, that's a huge concern. There's no Bumrah, of course. We know that, and that will make a difference when he comes back. But the batting just looks really, really light. We don't know about Jadeja, if he's coming back or not. And they need to make some serious decisions in the next game, you feel. And it's not ideal because you're going to chop and change again. And Afghanistan are no mugs as well. We've seen what they can do in this Asia Cup so mm. far. So, I mean, do you think they will? Do you think they're going to drop Kale Rahul? Is the, is it too late for this? I don't think so. Mm, I don't think so. I don't think so. Somehow, following Indian cricket over the years, you sense a, um, you sense their stubbornness in the side to you know make these changes, uh, backing the senior players. Yeah, it's good to back the senior players. But then if something is not working, if there are other options, not immediately in the squad, but there are other options. Like in the IPL, we've IPL has thrown up some very talented players. But then what's the use of that talent? What's the use of the IPL? If you're not, you know, going to... Uh, pick the right players for the right formats. Like you pick Gaikwad to play T20Is. We know he's not the best. He's a KL Rahul type of a player, if you know what I mean. You know, he's he's not the Shaw, he's not the Samson. So you pick the players based on, you know, what format suits them best. And also you were talking about the middle order. Uh, over the years, so many years, we've not, the IPL has not really thrown up a finisher. There's Hardik Pandya, okay, but other than Hardik Pandya, there's not really been a finisher. So, again, like, where is the finisher? Who is your finisher, like, going forward? There's Dinesh Kartik, you know, the fact that you had to go back to a 37-year-old, great for him, but that again shows that there's no finisher in the side and uh, overall in the Indian circuit, there's Shah Rukh Khan, but then not consistent enough. You, you, he needs a little more game time. Punjab have not really backed him. Also, uh, and plus the T Twenty I team, Indian T Twenty I team, despite the IPL, is not doing well. So hasn't. I mean, since like, the you know, IPL yeah. has been in existence, they've not if won not a T Twenty World yeah. Cup. So <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. I mean, it's not like it's they've like, not played yeah. any good T Twenty cricket in that time, but. Considering mm. how big the IPL is, how much investment goes into it, mm. how many, you know, how much they pay the players, how much they pay the overseas players to come in and help the Indian youngsters almost, really, because that's it's all part of that as well. It's, it's development, isn't it, at the end of the day, as well as an entertainment product in its own right. It just hasn't worked in terms of the national team. Mm. It's a great product on its own. And we see some fantastic cricket. We see some great young players coming through. But when it comes to that national side, A, we don't see as many of those youngsters as we'd like to see making it into the India side because it's your Rohits, it's your Kales, it's your Kohli's mm. at the top of the order. It's your yeah. standard practice. It's a closed shop. Yeah, even if they are picked, it's just, you know, based on one season, like Rahul Cheher or even Varun Chakrabarti, Venkatesh Iyer. Um so again, it's not only the immediate management who is, you know, to be looked at and uh, question like, what are they doing? But even the selectors, like, you know, it's okay. Yeah, you are picking Rahul Chair, but if you are picking him, you back him for a little longer time. Varun Chakrabarti, he made his debut directly in the T20 World Cup last year, if I'm not wrong. 
he didn't do that well but he didn't do the worst also he just played three or four games and then he's never been in the side again so if you are picking someone based on the ipl then you know i think you should bag them a little more and not just you know uh be like okay you're not good enough after just two or three games so it's i think an overall mixture of picking too soon and not backing yeah. them uh, as well right we'll move on to bowlers in just a second but before we do uh, if you love cricket and you want to hear more head over to the 99.94 app and you can hear all our podcasts and also our commentary with the home of audio cricket online we're adding new shows and covering series as well lots more to come in the coming weeks and months and uh, the best way to follow us is via the app 99.94 or also via your usual podcast provider and on youtube right then the bowling that is as big a concern as the middle order and the top order indeed um with the bat it's just without bumrah they look completely toothless mm-hmm. they they obviously haven't got shami who's not the best t20 bowler particularly once the ball is is not new anymore he's he's a good new ball bowler but apart from that he's not the best t20 bowler that india have got anyway so people saying oh i miss mohammed shami Mohammed mm-hmm. Shami comes back and then gets smashed in his second and third spells, then you're not missing him anymore. So it's yeah. it's one of those things where yeah, grass always looks greener on the other side. Boovy, let's let's talk about Boovy. Has Boovy mm-hmm. in the last five, six, even seven years, has he has he ever been as good as he previously was? I mean, he swings the new ball, yeah. He can create chances with the new ball. Mm-hmm. Apart from that, is is he of any use to this side? I think the other option is Deepak Chahar. Like I'm just looking forward for the T20 World Cup. The other option is Deepak Chahar. Or uh, Deepak with Deepak Chahar, it's you. He can't bowl in the death at all. Um. So I think probably the Indian team can Boovie, wants an added can option. Can bowl in the death? Yeah, good point, but. Yeah, it's. I think the Indian team have made that decision of you know going ahead with Bhuvi. Uh, he can still bowl in the death. Uh, we well, he can. I mean, I, I can. I can bowl in the death. Can, I can yeah. bowl in the death as well. It doesn't mean yeah. I'll be successful. Um, and look, I'm not. I'm not sort yeah. of belittling his talent or anything. And yeah, we've seen it previously. But how long ago was that? Yeah. I mean, the last few years he spends, mm. and it's not his fault. But he spends 10 months either injured or getting fit and then they bring him in and then he gets injured again. Then he spends mm. another X amount of months mm. getting fit. Is it time to say, look, enough's enough. We, we either need, because playing consistently is another thing as well. Okay, he might have the talent to bowl at the death, but if you're not doing it regularly, if you're not fit enough to do it regularly in the Indian side, how how are they going to know how good you are and, and how are you going to know what works best against international opposition and, and all these types of things as well. It's just, it seems to me like it's that seniority thing again. Yeah. And yeah, Deepak Jair is not, yeah. not a death bowler. But looking forward, particularly, you've got Arshdeep, you've got Jasprit Bumrah. They're your death bowlers. Arshdeep's not particularly effective with the new ball, as we've seen. Gets hammered around and, you know, he can occasionally swing it, but... Just that's not his game. His game is probably bowling three towards the back end of the innings, maybe one early on or in the mm. middle somewhere. And that that's what you should look at. And perhaps you bring in somebody like a Deepak Chahar who could almost bowl four on the trot. This this is what he's done for Chennai yeah. Super Kings often. Certainly three on the trot is what Dhoni used to do all the time with him. At least three. And if he's bowling well, just do all four early on. If, if people aren't scoring off him and he's creating opportunities, then that could be another option because we don't have anybody who does that either because you've got all these opening bowlers who then you need to use at the death. So you're only using one or two overs early on and you're chopping and changing quite a lot in that power play. You've got somebody who's on you know, on the opposition and, and not allowing them to score. Just keep them going, keep them going. And then, yeah, if it's not working, mm-hmm. you can change it up. Um, but they haven't got that option now because even if Boovie's bowling really well with the new ball – they feel like they have to save him to the death. So he can't bowl yeah. as much as we would all like to see with that new ball, and that's his strength, because they want to bowl him at the death. So either Boovy comes in and just bowls 
at the front end or you bring in somebody like a Deepak Jaher, but they've got to be your new ball specialist. Mm-hmm. And then when Bumrah does come back, it's Bumrah, yeah. Arshdeep Singh maybe at the death and then the spinners through the middle. So I, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Yeah. Also, you spoke of the seniority factor. Um, probably, you know, the 19th over is usually bowled by your best yep. bowler. Um, yeah. So should should India have gone with Arshdeep? Uh, in both yesterday's match and against of Pakistan, Arshdeep was expensive um, yesterday in the first part, but then he came back. So, as you said, probably not the best uh, bowler with the new ball, but then he came back brilliantly in the depth and again could have India uh, could have won India that match with you know just seven or eight to defend in the last over, if not for that run out again, Miss Dhoni, uh, uh, not run out that overthrows. So. Yeah, is it... He should have 100% done that in both of the games against Pakistan and against Sri Lanka because he's your best death Mm -hmm. bowler. And that's what you do. Your best death bowler bowls the penultimate over so that you're putting extra pressure on the chasing side Mm -hmm. to have to chase even more in the final over. And then even if your not-so-good death bowler comes in and there's 15 or something like that on the board to chase down immediately that puts an extra level of pressure on the chasing side where they're thinking this looks a bit dodgy now. If if it's under 10, as you know, Ravi Shastri said that on commentary as well, mm. I, I thought even 10 would have been quite difficult to defend mm. in the final over. The, the, just the way Sri Lanka looked and the way they were going about things, they had a set pair at the crease. Even 10 would have been difficult, but you're looking at 12 plus really to be able to put more pressure on them in that final mm. over. And I see would have probably been the man to do that. We saw how he bowled in that final over, but it's, they're just not giving him enough mm. runs to play with in that final over. So what's the point in having such a fantastic death bowler who can bowl Yorkers almost at will, so difficult to score off at that time of the innings, when you've only got seven to defend and they can just dig the Yorkers yeah. out and get the singles and they might get the odd two and that's it. Game done without taking any risks, not hitting any boundaries. So, of course, he should have bowled the 19th over. But again, seniority. Oh, he's our most senior bowler. Well, your most senior bowlers conceded 19 against Pakistan in the penultimate over and 14 against Sri Lanka. And Mm. 10 times out of 10, you're going to lose games if you do that. It's just a stubbornness, I think. Not only with the batting, I think even in this, it's just that sense of stubbornness. You know, that probably not being flexible enough to, uh, okay, Arshdeep is better. I don't know, like, Rohit Sharma, such a, he's the best captain, five IPL wins, uh, IPL toughest tournament in the world. But then, yeah, it's just lack of, I don't know what it is. Is it? But we're not knocking him I as really a captain like, yeah. over his time since he's been doing it. Yeah. But just of late, he's been getting a lot of things wrong. And I don't of know late, if that's yeah. outside noise, putting pressure on him as well. and Especially his body language also. Like somehow, I don't know, like oh, he's ha- he shouted, he's had a word with Bhuvi. He's, you know, being frustrated with him in one match when he dropped a catch last over. Uh, Arshdeep, the, the other game, he, you know, that frustration when Arshdeep was to bowl the last over. So, Mohammad Hafiz recently got a lot of flack for saying he's, you know, Rohit Sharma doesn't have the right body language to be the captain. Um, it just somehow feels that he gets very frustrated when there's pressure on him, all happy. And we spoke about how, you know, he's expressive. He's a very chill chill player to uh, be around. But somehow it just feels like, you know, in pressure situations, it does get to him and he's unable to you know, just manage those emotions, takes it out on the youngsters. So, yeah. Yeah, and also just in terms of how he goes into these games and stuff, okay, there's no Avesh Khan, which might be a blessing in disguise, really. I don't don't want to be too Mm -hmm. harsh on him, but again, he wouldn't be your first choice in in a T20-11 for India if everyone else was fit and firing. Um concedes a lot of runs, just looks mm. very hittable, to be honest. It's just bowls that hard length, which is quite easy to to smash around at times. Um, can pick up wickets, but is very expensive. 
So that's not such a bad thing. But how can you go into a tournament, any tournament, with just three frontline fast bowlers? One of them could get injured like they have. And then you've only got two frontline. And we're not counting Hardik as a frontline fast bowler. He isn't. He shouldn't be considered as one. He is being considered as one at the moment. That's a massive problem. Hardik should be your impact bowler who bowls two overs, three overs. If it's going really well, bowl four overs. But that's not going to be every match. They're needing they're, they're needing him to bowl four overs every match. He's expensive when he does that. If he's not in the rhythm, if it's not his day, again, he can be very expensive. Bowls with good pace, as we saw yesterday, good pace can fly to the boundary. So how how can you go into a tournament with so little in your fast bowling armory? And yeah, Deepak Jai has come in as a replacement late on. And he's, he's with the squad, but they're not playing him, so they obviously don't rate him or whatever it is. It's just it baffles me. It absolutely baffles me. Mm. And and then you look at the UAE. Okay, or oh, slow pitches. It's going to spin. It's the mm. usual stereotypes come into it. But you need you need those options at least. You, <laughs> I just honestly, I, it baffles me yeah. completely. Baffles me. And all right, you got Harsha Patel and Jasprit Bumrah injured. They'd probably be shoe-ins for this squad and, and probably the side, the 11 as well, if they were fit. But if they're not fit, look at somebody like, don't look at your medium paces and all this rubbish. Look at somebody who can offer you something different on these slow wickets and take the conditions out of the equation. Okay, he might be expensive at times as well, but somebody like an Umran Malik as your X factor, yeah. they've got nothing different in this lineup. Arshdeep's got no pace. Mm. Boovy's got no pace. Hardik has got pace, but shouldn't really be a frontline bowler. So we're not really counting him on that. And then Avesh, you know, steams in like he's got mm. pace. He's got a bit more than the other two. But again, you know, he's not express. Um, what have you got that's different? You've got medium fast bowlers yeah. who a couple of them can swing it early on. And one of them's really good in the death in our steep. But the other two, not really. You know, the... the what bases are you covering mm. with this selection? At least if you've got somebody like an Umran Malik, you yeah. can scare the shit out of people, mm. right? That's that. Yeah. This is a point like uh, I had brought up in the one of the previews for the Asia Cup also, saying that last I uh, the T20 World Cup, they just went in with three frontline quicks, Bumrah, Bhuvi and Mohamed Shami. Shardul Thakur was there, but yeah, he's more of a feeling sort of Hardik Pandya wasn't bowling consistently back then so uh, it came to bite them then also and I, I wondered if it could be an issue uh, even in the Asia Cup uh, and the thing is as I said earlier you know they've been playing in UAE for for the longest time two two and a half years and they should know okay these stereotypes that the pitches is slow and all but they should know by now that at least you know you should have that extra pace as you said and with Umran Malik it's even more surprising he's just played three T20Is again like if you pick him you back him for a little longer uh he won that match he was expensive not lying he had an economy of 12 uh but then it was just his first series you Play him a little more. He won that match. Uh, one match. Uh, he defended some 10-15 runs and won India that match. Ireland, right? So, you know, just give him that. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Yeah. So, you just give him that extended rope. You've played Avish Khan for 10-15 matches. So, why not an Umran Malik who has troubled batsmen in the IPL? Yeah, he is expensive. But then... It's not always expensive, but it's, it's, it's just that yeah, pace, when he's right? When he's on fire, he is. Yeah, you can sometimes, yeah. the you know, fly yeah. off the edge and all sorts of things like that. And plus, in Australia, he would have been so handy. Yeah, he just you know, needs the, to bowl a good length yeah. in Australia, and it's going to, you know, yeah. the bounce and the carry is going to be there mm. for him. He doesn't need to even bend his back and dig yeah. it in short, and you don't need all mm. that. There, you can just bowl just back mm. of a length. And it's awkward for the batters on those pacey pitches out there. So yeah. he would have been useful, but again, it's it's too late now, isn't it? If you've not used him mm. here, yeah. are you going to risk him for the World Cup? But you're right, they should have given him a run, and I don't know why they don't. And 
you got to hop back to previous eras, unfortunately. Look, we're not we're not going down the um, you know Jared Kimber historical look back at, at cricket, but you know Ganguly, Dhoni, these these kind of captains used to like backing the youngsters, backing the raw mm. talent that comes in to the setup and just giving them a good run. You know, you see the Yuvrajs, the Kaifs. You know, Kaif didn't really kick on for ages, mm. did he? But he was a brilliant fielder. Yeah. He tried yeah. his best with it. He was a. It was just the attitude was great and. Dad, I love that. And that's why he was a shoe-in. But I also think there's, you know, a very thin line between backing a player who could become uh, great in the future and, you know, backing, no disrespect to him, someone like an Avesh yeah, Khan yeah. who, you know, yeah. has been expensive. Yeah, so there, I think there's a very thin line and I don't know why... The management is take some taking some decisions which make just yeah. no sense. Yeah, look, Ganguly and Dhoni weren't perfect as captains, and yeah. you know, don't at me for saying that, but it's true. Everyone makes mm. their mistakes, but more often than not, they would bat the right youngsters who they just see that spark yeah. in. What spark do you see in Avesh Khan? I mean, he had one good IPL season. He's an okay, solid yeah. cricketer. He can do a job, even filling in at national level if needed to, but. He's not going to be one of your frontline guys going forward, is mm. he? Realistically, when everyone's fit, he's not going to be in the reckoning. Mm. So is there any point in backing him this much? Even someone like Rishabh Pan played 50, more than 50 T20Is. Yeah, he's been brilliant in ODIs, uh, uh, test matches, obviously. We know what he can do. But right now, we know there are so many others. We've spoken about Sanju Samson, Prithvi Shaw. There's even a Rahul Tripathi. I would love for him to have a go in this Indian team because I know, like, obviously we all know what he can do. And being a KKR fan, I know, like, you know, he's just been brilliant in all situations. So, again, is it backing the right players also that that needs answering and questioning yep uh look i mean we've we've covered the batting we've we've covered most of the bowling we could probably be here all day talking about various combinations and who should be in who should be out we've talked about roy's captaincy i mean just a quick question and i know you kind of touched on it earlier is he overrated as a captain too quick to judge probably i'd say just from what I've seen, you know, just those pressure games, pressure moments, he sort of loses his cool, takes it out on the players. Uh, Kohli got... I don't think Kohli would do that. Like, okay, he would. But, you know, not to this extent where, you know, Arshdeep is bowling the next over and he's just shouting at Arshdeep for dropping a catch. And... I would like to give him a longer rope before passing judgments. Again, no predictions, no judgments on my side. It's it's gone horribly wrong. Uh, but yeah, let's. He's done it in the IPL. Let's hope that it comes off. So yeah, yeah, we all hope it. Yeah, what we all hope feel? it comes off. I what mean, look, feel? one thing I didn't like. I th- I think he's a good captain, and he'll get better. Mm. In you know, it's it's different in the IPL because. He's part of a franchise. Mm. He's been in that franchise for so long. He's settled. He's part of the family. They spend so much time together, like two months every year they spend together and maybe a little bit longer as well in terms of the interactions that he has with the Ambani family. And, yeah, it's, it's all one big family, really. And India, yeah, they do spend a lot of time together, but there's different players coming in and out all the time. There's all the politics of the BCCI. Mm. Um, it's a slightly different atmosphere. So... You know, time will tell, but I, I think he will go on and be successful. He has been look. Whenever he's captain India, he's got a great captaincy record. We can't shy away from that. So you can only go yeah. by the stats. But yeah, in the pressure games, it hasn't quite come off recently. In these last two games, we'll wait and see. Look, India are not out of the Asia Cup mathematically. <laughs> Basically, India need Pakistan mm-hmm. to lose both of their remaining games which, you know, India will have no problem cheering Pakistan's opponents, I'm sure. (laughs) Afghanistan, which Mm. is later on today as we're recording this podcast, and then Sri Lanka. Uh, So basically they need Sri Lanka to finish top of the group with six points out of six. And they need to win their last game. And they need to, well, crucially, yeah, they need to win (laughs) against Afghanistan, which 
is not going to be a walk in the park. Afghanistan mm. are a very good side now. They're there at the expense of Bangladesh. They beat Sri Lanka and Bangladesh in the initial group stage and, and qualified top of their group. Um, and they can cause problems. It was a tight game against Sri Lanka as well in the in the Super Fours. So they're, they're not going to be any mugs. India would have seen a lot of their players over the course of the IPL or their star players. But then in turn, those star players will have seen what the Indians can do. And the Indians going into it off the back of two defeats might be there for the taking. So that's not going to be straightforward, but mm. it could happen. It could happen. It's basically a lot rides on today. And and by the time you're mm. listening to this podcast, you, you might already know the outcome of uh, Pakistan, Afghanistan. And it's it's basically that match. You can see Sri Lanka maybe beating Pakistan if they play like that. And if, you know, Sri Lanka are sort of just finding momentum at the right time as well and, and on their day are capable of beating anyone in the world if they play like they have been doing in the last couple of games. So that one, not so much, but Afghanistan beating Pakistan is a little bit more far-fetched in terms of the history and everything, but who knows? It could happen. Yeah. It's not ideal. India wouldn't want to qualify for a final mm. having to rely on other results, but yeah. it is what it is. It's probably not going to happen. I put out a tweet yesterday saying these are the permutations. Most people were laughing at me. Um, my colleague Prakash Wakankar, who's, who's a well-known commentator for All India Radio and TMS here in the UK, uh, said said he's got more chance of being knighted by the Queen than that of happening. So, yeah. you know, let, let's see what happens, and um, yeah. you know, maybe if. Also, yeah. one small thing I had uh, after this Asia Cup, India have sixty twenty eyes uh, against South Africa and Australia. Uh, probably, I just hope that you know if they win that, it's not like you know everything is okay and or whatever. So probably this Asia Cup setback not the worst thing to happen because they win all these bilaterals and it's like the greatest team. Hardik Pandya says that you know to. Uh, India can field two teams and be the best, uh, defeat the best. Uh, but then, you know, well, they you lost need that these series, didn't they? Because... They actually lost that series yeah. after he said that. They won that game. Yeah. They won it up yeah. and then they got all the injuries and everything and, yeah. and COVID and whatever. So, yeah, yeah they, mm. they can't field even two teams and win yeah. any tournament. They can't even win tournament with one team. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, it, yeah. <laughs> comments like that don't help, I don't think. Um, mm. So, just keep your mouth shut. Get on with it. Yeah. Applies to me also. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, just on a final note, Roy Sherma <gasps> after the game yesterday said, all the boys are chilled and relaxed in the dressing room. And that's, that's not changed and we're okay. You shouldn't be okay. I mean, I want to use some language mm. which I, I can't really use here, but I don't like that. Yeah. Defeat yeah. should hurt. Okay. You shouldn't be yeah. all right. You shouldn't be depressed uh, about it, mm. but it should hurt you. It should stoke a fire inside of you, a Virat yeah. Kohli style of fire. That is this complacency? Yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, we are the best. We won these bilaterals against Ireland and West Indies and Sri Lanka. We can do it at the England world stage, well. but yeah, that's England. not a bad one. But it's different. <laughs> but it's different yeah. yeah, on the world but stage when you're playing yeah. against different teams on yeah. different days. Um, and you've not got that consistent opponent. It's it's a different ball game altogether. With more pressure, yeah. it's it's just more pressure. A lot more pressure, yeah. especially in mm. knockout stages and and things like that. So I don't like that. I hope somebody kicks their ass and gets mm. them into gear. And look, I'm sure it does hurt them a little bit, but just comments like that again, not helpful. That's not what fans mm. want to hear. And it's it's for the fans. You're playing for the fans. You're playing for the country. You. You need to sometimes say the right things as well. That look, this hurts, mm. but we're determined to to come back from yeah. this. You know, something along those lines. And mm. you know, we'll give our all for the fans that have turned out here in great numbers and are watching around the world. Easy, you know. I, I've done it. I should maybe be their PR man, <laughs> just <laughs> just to give them some tips because yeah. being chilled and relaxed after back to back defeats in the dressing room and acting like eh, koi batne, you know, it's. No, we don't want that. Mm. We want you to be upset, mm. want you to be hurt, mm. want you to be angry, want you to come out hard for the next game. And that's what they need to do. We love it when Rohit is chill, but 
not always. Yeah, not yeah. always, not always. Well, on that note, anyway, we we might be back to discuss Asia Cup. We we might not be. <laughs> if if Afghanistan yeah. don't beat Pakistan, then then it's done. And uh, good luck to to whoever contests the final, Pakistan, Sri Lanka, and you know may the best team win and whatever. <laughs> I don't sound bitter at all, yeah. do I? Um, but anyway, hopefully we are back discussing Asia Cup. We'll also be back in a couple of days' time to look ahead to the England women versus India women series, uh, which kicks off uh, on Saturday, the tenth of September. That should be uh, a nice. Interesting series. It's getting pretty cold here now, Sarah. And not cold, but it's it's not summer. It's we're into the yeah, autumn. It's nice. been raining this week. It's not you know as warm as it has been. It's it's going to be difficult conditions to play cricket in. Hopefully the weather stays good for the matches. Um, it's not the ideal time to be playing in England, but it is what it is, and and it should be a good series. And we'll be back to discuss that one as well. But that's all we've got time for here on this episode of India on ninety nine. Point nine four. Thanks for listening and keep the faith. Don't be too disappointed. See you next time. Thanks for listening to India on 99.94. Please rate, review and subscribe. You can download the 99.94 app from where you get your apps usually. And you can follow us personally on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Nikesh Raghani and Sarah is at Swaris16. We'll put links up for everything we do there on this podcast and beyond. And you can also follow our network at 99.94DM on social media. Remember, if you love cricket, then we are the home of Cricket Audio. Follow us for podcasts and commentary from the bat and ball world. Thanks for joining Cricket's Conversation 99.94. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today.